everyone and welcome to the Bavarian Podcast post game show. It is just me Ryan today for the final game of the Audi Summer Tour of 2023 and what a way to go out as well in a 4-3 game with Liverpool. It was quite the event and I think this might be the best friendly I've watched in a very long time. It was right down to the wire 3-3 until the 90th minute and I think this is this is one of the best games to watch. I'm so glad I missed the other games and just watched this one. But the lineups were pretty standard. Uh, Bayern uh, lined up with a 4-2-3-1, very similar to the lineup that they came up to Manchester City with uh, last week, was it? Or feels like it was just yesterday. Jan Sommer in goal, Alfonso Davies on the left, Kim and Jane, Dayupo Meccano at centre-back, Benjamin Pavard at right-back, uh, Joshua Kimmich and Conrad Leimer made up the double pivot, and the attack was consistent of Serge Gnabry, Jamal Musiala, Leroy Zane and Matisse Tell. Liverpool lined up with a 4-3-3 on paper which was Alisson in goal, uh, Robertson, Virgil van Dijk, Joel Matip and Trent Alexander-Arnold forming the back four, Curtis Jones, Dominic Schaboschlai and Alex McAllister uh, making up the midfield three and the attacking three was of course Diogo Jota, Cody Gakpo and Mohamed Salah. However, it's important to note that Liverpool have adapted their system to now having a midfield box wherein van Dijk and Joel Matip stay back as two centre-backs, Trent Alexander-Arnold inverts into the middle and plays alongside Alexis McAllister, while Curtis Jones and Dominic Schaboschlai form the top two pillars of the midfield box, with Andre Robertson in a sort of marauding role on the left, which also creates an asymmetrical system. We'll get more into how this affected the game later on, but it is important to note that Liverpool were only a 4-3-3 on paper. Now, Bayern started this game off horribly. It was a very bad start. The press was completely disorganized and we got played through. It was again that overload on the left because they had the midfield box and they had Andrew Robertson and Diogo Jota on the left. The press completely came unglued because both Upamecano and Pavard were caught out of position trying to press Jota and Robertson and there was space in the half space for Cody Gakpo to run through and Kim Injik couldn't make up the ground fast enough. Not to blame him, he was fantastic. It was more the fault of Pavard and Upamecano. But that cost us an early goal. And then we went 2-0 down from a set piece on which Van Dijk headed in from an Andrew Robertson corner and suddenly we're sat there thinking, oh no, it's Man City all over again. We're completely out of our depth. Thomas Tuchel can't do it. But no, of course, this was an overreaction because there was two very lucky goals. I will say the first goal, very poor play on Upamecano and Pavard's parts. But it can be made up for because we have other personnel who play those positions and play them far better. We shot back with an amazing goal from Kim in and Serge Gnabry. It was a ridiculous ball from Kim in to splice to slice through the entire team. The midfield box got completely played through. Matip wasn't there to cover. Gnabry was in. He turned back and he finished past Alisson. It was great play from Gnabry. Great play from Kim. These two were my personal favorites to watch today. They both were fantastic. Kim in in particular showed a lot of the maturity that we were expecting from him. While Bumikano and Pavard, even Davies, were always looking to actively get into battles, Kiminje was always sat back. Now, off the ball, sometimes he did come forward, he'd step up, especially on the ball, he'd step up. He'd almost take Kimmich's position at times, and Kimmich would be way up, advanced alongside Musiala. But off the ball, he was the last man so many times. And him and Upamecano were decent on the ball, but I still see Delict and Kiminje as our best centre-back pairing. I don't think Upamecano has the sharpness anymore. I don't know what's happened to him. He's fallen off again. Now, the counter-press was interesting to watch this game because Klopp's midfield box, in theory, completely counters the 4-2-3-1 because the midfield box outnumbers the 4-2-3-1's double pivot. However, what happened was Tuchel played around this by counter-pressing the defenders. 
the tra- the pressing triggers were not the deep midfielders. In this case, um, it would be Trent Alexander-Arnold and Alexis McAllister. Usually, those are your press triggers. That's where you press. When the defensive midfielder gets the ball, you force them into a backwards pass. Instead of doing that, the entire team held back. And as soon as one of the centre-backs, the full-back got the ball, that's when we pressed. And that was a very interesting adaptation to the midfield box. And it worked because we won the ball in the final third and the midfield third so many times on the last man when we couldn't on the midfield box because those passing lanes simply do not lend themselves to pressing with Musiala. And it was such an interesting counter-press because it's not something you think about with Tuchel. Tuchel's known for sitting back. Tuchel's, even in his Dortmund and PSG teams, there were teams that just did not press. And you can see that DNA even in their current teams now where Terzic and even Pochettino are trying... Er, Galtier now at PSG are trying to get the team suppressed, but the players are so used to sitting back that they just don't. There's a dissonance there between player and manager. But Tuchel has adapted his system to the more proactive team that Bayern Munich has, the more the faster team that Bayern Munich has, and it's paying dividends. This counterpress system is, I think, a lot more controlled than Nagelsmann's system. And while it doesn't win the ball back as effectively, it is a better counter to the midfield box. Now we have to talk about Serge Gnabry. I mentioned him earlier as the scorer of our first goal, but he was also the creator for our second goal. The second goal was fantastic. It was a great beating of the press from Upamecano. He showed why Nagelsmann valued him so much with that amazing pass from deep to Matthew Stell, who turned beautifully, played it to Musiala, who played it to Gnabry. Gnabry's turn and fake on Kanate was fantastic, and he played it to Sané across goal, who was ready and took the shot. That was a fantastic goal. That's pretty much Bayern playing at you know their highest gears. That was us switching through, playing it well. Everyone knew where to be. That's the kind of play we need to see from Bayern Munich. Zane was fast. Gnabry was quick. Gnabry looks back on his feet. I really like the way he's been playing the last few games. He's got that directness to him. You can see his shoulder movements back to where it was back in 2020, where he'd drop shoulders left, right, and center and you know leave players with their legs tied between themselves. He's there again. He's playing from the left this time instead of the right where he was back in 2020, where he enjoyed his best years. But I think it works this way, because especially with the system that we're developing now, it's either strikerless or it's with Kane dropping deep. Gnabry should be on the left so he can shoot from his right foot. And getting on to Tell, who I mentioned earlier, Tell has been performing extremely well these last few games. Well, obviously, he doesn't have Kane level finishing. He's, he's, got, he's got a bit about him, and I think he will get more minutes. And speaking of more minutes, we have to talk about the two elephants in the room, our two goal scorers. Josip Stanisic and Hans Kratzik. I will be honest, never heard of Kratzik before this preseason camp. I had never watched him play, but watching him play now, he is special. He is so good. On the ball, he was fantastic. He beat Trent multiple times when even Davies failed to do so, although Davies made up for it defensively. Davies couldn't quite get the better of Trent, but Kratzik did. Kratzik multiple times, not just Trent, Joe Gomez too. When Trent got subbed off for Gomez, Trent beat, uh, Kratzik beat him multiple times. And it was fantastic. But that goal, that goal was something else. That goal, I think, we've all seen it. I have words to describe it, but I can't say them because we need sponsorship money and those words will quickly lose us all of our income streams. But what a goal. It was It was fantastic. One of the best goals I've ever seen from any player in a Bayern shirt, really. It's a shame it had to come in a friendly, but the circumstances were still special. 19th minute against Liverpool in what is technically a cup final, even if it is a preseason cup. We'll take that. Josep Stanisic too was great this game. He was fantastic. I think he could work as a third centre-back alongside Delict and uh, Kim and Jay if we play a back three. Obviously, Upamecano would be there too, but I am talking about Stanisic here. 
He is fantastic in possession. He's so good at building the ball up. Him and Mazraoui on the right were a problem. It's a shame Zane didn't get to play with them because I think Zane would be the right person to get unlocked by Mazraoui and Stanisic down the right. I think Coman is the kind of player who sits back and tries to cross. Zane is more active in trying to, you know, directly get the ball in. That's the combination that I think we should see more of. But they were still dangerous down the right. They created many chances. Robertson was all over the place. Uh, even Shimikas was all over the place. But there was one problem through the middle, which is that Musiala was just not quite there. In fact, not just Musiala, even Gravenberg, when he came on later on, he just wasn't there. And this is the problem with facing the midfield box, is that your number 10 gets cut off completely. Musiala barely felt like he was in this game. And even Gravenberg, like, I did not know he was on until, like, I saw the team sheet after and I realized that he had played. They were barely there. And this is why the midfield box is a problem. And this is why we need to create new systems. Because at the moment, Bayern Munich was so reliant on the number 10, whether it's Musiala or Muller or, you know, even Sané sometimes. We were so reliant on that central creation that we just get destroyed by the midfield box. And we saw it against Manchester City, both in preseason and in the Champions League. We could not get the ball to Musiala. When we did, it was all down to individual brilliance. It was not because of a systemic stability. And that needs to be fixed. And speaking of things to be fixed, our finishing. Oh, our finishing. Please, God save me. We need Kane. We really need Kane. Because our finishing was god-awful at times. There were so many times where I was screaming for Alisson to just not save it. Because it was the only way it would go in is if Alisson didn't try. Alisson felt like he wasn't trying, but he was still making great saves because our finishing was subpar and we really need to improve on that. We got through with a few really good chances, but we need to do better. And I think Kane will help us do better, both with his own finishing and with the kind of chances he creates. I think Sané and Gnabry will be ready to finish those, but everyone needs to buckle up. But I think the midfield still has some issues to iron out. Uh, Gretzka was better this game than he has been in the last few Tuchel games. I think there's still some kinks to work out about his play. He's still a little too physical. I think that could cause some bad fouls. Um, Limer was far better than Goretzka this game. Limer was so quick. He was really good at recovering. He was there with Kimmich a lot. It was a little flat at times. I didn't like how neither of them really pushed up because both of them were looking to the other person to create. And that's not, That's very unlike Kimmich. I think Kimmich almost put himself on the back foot to say, all right, Limer can do his thing. And I don't like that. I think Limer should be enabling Kimmich. Um, I think we'll see more of this of all. I'm sure Tuchel's noticed it too. I'm sure I don't have better football IQ than Tuchel. So he's definitely noticed. He will get Kimmich more into the game going forward. He will try and create more specialized roles. And I think we are in for a good season. If this is the kind of football we're expecting with Kane yet to come, with a defensive midfielder yet to come, with Kyle Walker yet to come, and possibly another winger yet to come if Mane is to be replaced, I think we're in for a great season. And I think this game was an indictment of that. Yeah, that's about all there is to say about this game. If you guys have anything to say, you know where to comment. Our discussions are always open. You can find us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks. The Audi Summer Tour 2023 ends with a win and quite a big one. We hope to see you guys in the season to come.